0: Welcome to AZ Politicast, I'm Steve Goldstein. Even as allegations of widespread voter fraud in 2020 and 2022 in Arizona have proven to be false, misinformation and disinformation continue. That is, leaders who work on elections doubling down on security and sending clear messages to the public and colleagues that they will strongly fight against efforts to scare or lie to the public. Arizona Secretary of State Adrian Fontes is a prime example of someone who's leading the attempts to undermine those who are spreading untruths. The former Maricopa County recorder is also very comfortable behind a microphone and being who he is. Adrian Fontes is my guest today on this edition of AZ Politicast, which starts now. Adrian, let's begin this conversation talking about what you're doing on the job. Where do you see the state and your office when it comes to protecting the security of our elections?
1: That's a heck of a question to start with. I, I, I think we're doing, I think we're on the right path. Uh, we're not where I'd like us to be, but then, um, you know me, we, we when I came into Maricopa County, uh, we had a similar sort of a situation where, you know, the office, while well-meaning had, had not really done a lot of the day-to-day work that needed to be done. And it took a minute to really kind of right the ship. We're a lot faster along here at the Secretary of State's office, but it's a little bit different here because, you know, there I had one set of information technology professionals to deal with. Here I've got 16, right? There are 15 different counties that we interact with and then this office proper. So it's a different sort of a management environment, uh, as far as uh, external threats, those are continuing, uh, and they've only become more creative. Uh, we're working very, very closely with um, the National Guard, the Arizona Counterterrorism Information Center, uh, Department of Homeland Security, and CISA, and a whole bunch of other folks. Um, and on the internal threat side, you know, it can range from anything uh, from someone uh, messing uh, messing something up inadvertently to, to malicious actors. Um, but we've got the training in place right now and, uh, to be able to execute well in 2024. Uh, and that, that's really our focus, right. To, to get everything up to snuff, uh, within the next several months here so that we can, we can march into 24, uh, in a healthy posture.
0: Well, and how do you fight the misinformation and disinformation that's been so prevalent over the last couple of years? in this state, in Maricopa County, these are people who live here, and one would think would like the system to work right?
1: Look, a lot of the misinformation and disinformation originates outside uh, of this country, and it gets repeated by folks inside of this country. So uh, much of the origin of the big lie and the conspiracy theories uh, was from foreign actors. We know this to be true. It's the amplification inside of the United States, inside of the state of Arizona, and sadly by some public officials uh, here in the Grand Canyon state that continues to be a real challenge. And, and, and really, how do you meet it? Uh, Head on. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, you know, I don't, I don't take a soft glove approach uh, dealing with folks uh, who are working towards fascism. And uh, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, The undermining of American democracy is a step towards authoritarianism. It is a fascist tactic. And if folks don't like being called fascists, then, the bottom line is they need to stop acting like fascists and uh, I'm not afraid to call them out. Um, that is one of the ways that we fight against it because nobody likes when their malicious activity gets identified as such and they get called out directly for it. Uh, they like to operate in the shadows. They like to operate, uh, you know, obfuscated, uh, clouded by uh, rumor and innuendo and, 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 layers and layers of rumor. Um, so, Putting them out on, in the open on blast is, uh, is a technique that, that I employ. Not everybody does it that way, um, but uh, I, I certainly won't shy away from that fight.
0: But that's one of the things that makes you so special and so unique. And I think one of the reasons people were so excited when you first ran for the Maricopa County recorder job, you were someone that was not only fun to listen to, you backed it up with information, with knowledge, knowing that people have to act their own way. What has it been like to be in the Secretary of State position and not be afraid to fight, but really not be afraid to speak your mind directly? Has that led to more CRAP, or in some cases, maybe a little less, because some people are, are afraid of taking you on?
1: Oh, I wouldn't ever put myself in a place to think that anybody's afraid of taking me on. I'm accountable to the public, just like every other person who's ever held the title honorable, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to fulfill that responsibility. But like Frank Sinatra said, you know, I'm going to do it my way. And uh, as you've indicated, that that takes a little bit of uh, some people by, you know, they, they, they paused a little bit because it's not what folks normally hear. But it, look, the bottom line is you don't go into a fight unless you're well prepared. And that's one of the reasons why I went and got zero certified uh, as a certified election registration administrator. I know the ins and outs. Uh, of election systems generally. And when I was at Maricopa County, I learned the technical stuff very specifically. And now as Secretary of State, I've taken it on myself to learn two new election management systems that are employed by the rest of the counties in Arizona to be not only the technical expert or as expert as I can be, uh, but the policy expert that my, you know, my legal background has prepared me to be. Um, I'm, I consider myself a, a, a fighter in this fight. And, you know, a lot of folks will tell me, even folks on my own team, well, you know, you got to be the statesman, you got to be a little more, you know, you can attract more flies with with honey than with (laughs) vinegar. Like, I don't want flies. I want patriotic (laughs) stand up against the BS that we're hearing from the rest of these folks. And they've been emboldened by the fact that polite society uh, has been sort of privileged into complicity, uh, and oh, things will get better, and oh, things will get better, oh, things will get better, and they're not. And so we've got to have a different tactic, and I'm willing to take that tactic uh, of being the tip of the spear, uh, pushing directly against the folks who are a threat to our democracy. And more than anything, I don't care about their feelings. And I, and I think that's where a lot of people get, uh, you know, a little, a little sideways with me. Look, if you don't care about my democracy and the constitutional republic that wraps you in its freedom, then I don't care about your feelings. That, that's the trade-off for me.
0: Those races at the statewide level, the Democrats ended up winning. A couple of those races were extremely close. Yours was not. And I don't know if it's because of your opponent, but I would say it's more because of the way you approached campaigning and the fact that people were able to get to know you and either like or dislike you. They knew where you stood. How much of a difference did that make and how much of that is just Adrian Fontes? You've carried that into the Secretary of State's office, too.
1: Well, look, you know, work pays off. I was the only statewide candidate of any major party to actually visit all 15 counties during the primary election uh, to go out there and do that campaigning. And and I stumped across the entire state of Arizona. Uh, I have the ruined uh, engine in my uh, town car to prove it. Uh, the Lincoln town car, by the way, is, is back running again. I got all the coils replaced, so we're good, but it's, it's, look, I know Arizona. Okay. And my campaign team was all Arizona. We didn't go get a bunch of people from Washington, DC or somewhere on the East coast to come tell us how they thought Republicans and Democrats were going to split. Right. I grew up here. My, I've got family that went to different universities. I've I've went to Lute Olson's basketball camp when I was a kid. (laughs) I was a counselor at a small private high school in in the Oak Creek Valley. Arizona is a different place. And what I did was I campaigned to the Arizona that I know, the Arizona that's in my heart. And people connected with that on both sides of the aisle. And you're right. You know, the only Democrat that beat me statewide was um, our our good Senator Mark Kelly, who's a friend of mine. And he didn't beat me by that many points uh, or by, by that many votes. But he spent a hell of a lot more money than I did. Why? Maybe it's because, you know, my message resonated with Arizona's voters and maybe that's because I paid attention to Arizona growing up. This is my home. This is where, you know, we're raising my kids. uh, And um, the folks out there deserve to have Arizona candidates defending and protecting their democracy. And that's really just kind of the authentic self that I wanted to be moving through the campaign. So, uh, I mean, if that's uh, if that's stranger unusual, uh, that's that's too bad. That's just that's just the way I am, and and that's the way I'm going to continue to be. Yeah,
0: I didn't realize you missed out on the opportunity to play the Lincoln Lawyer. That would have been great with your Town Car.
1: <laughs> it would have, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm still uh, I don't have the all right, all right, all right down yet. Working on that one.
0: <laughs> so, anything that you've seen, either based on the work you're doing and the work your team is doing, or The threats, the problems, whatever, anything surprise you so far? I mean, as you said, you know, Arizona, you've been involved in elections for a very long time as well at a leadership level. So anything you've seen that you're thinking this really needs to be fixed as soon as possible, and I think I can make it work, or are there things that you've you've come in, your eyes were wide open and the challenges that need fixing, you knew were there, it's just going to take some time.
1: Well, I I think it's a combination of both. I knew that the legislature was a petty and small institution, but I didn't know how petty and how small they were going to be. I didn't realize how personally uh, attached to, you know, these wild-eyed ideologies, some of these folks were going to be. I assumed that they would be like the last Legislative group that I dealt with the, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, and if you brought them data, if you brought them numbers, if you brought them reasonable arguments, and if they said to you, like so many legislators said to me, "Hey, this budget is reasonable, let's do it," I assumed that that was going to happen. So that was a basic expectation that I came in with, and and boy was I wrong. Um, this this system here at the state is uh it's dysfunctional Uh, and i think it's dysfunctional because it's just well i actually don't know why if i knew i i'd I'd work to fix it but i don't really i don't really know that it's the worst possible scenario so i I don't want to complain too much because what i have had and what i've been very pleased with is the ability to build a team here at the secretary of state's office that in spite of the shortcomings Uh, in the budget process, and it wasn't just the legislature, right, that that screwed that up for this office. But in spite of all those shortcomings, you know, we've got a hell of a team up here, and I don't know any secretary in recent memory or even in the history of the state of Arizona that's got the kind of experienced people to help the counties, and moreover, the attitude that this is a bottom-up system. The counties run our elections, and I honor that. Every single day, we just got out of a steering committee meeting for the voter registration system, the statewide system that's housed at the Secretary of State's office. But it belongs to the county recorders, it belongs to the registrars of voters in those 15 counties. And that's a sort of a fiduciary role, if you will, that, I'm, that I serve from the county's perspective because it's their data, it's their voters. You know, we're a regulator. Uh, we're not an administrator, and um, so that was something that I really expected, and that has been consistent. Right, my my attitude that this is a county-centric exercise, uh, and I want to be able to provide whatever resources they need uh, to make to help make them successful in their endeavors.
0: There's a certain leadership style that you bring to the table, as we've discussed a little bit before. Is your leadership the type of leadership that this state, any state, needs more of? And I mean, like really taking problems on very directly being comfortable in front of the camera behind the microphone, being being happy and able to talk to people one-on-one as well. I, I see you as a very unique figure in that sense is that when I see you among people or I hear you on the radio or see you on TV, you never look uncomfortable. How much of that blends into the kind of leadership that you bring and the fact that leadership kind of leadership you think is is needed among more elected officials who are supposed to be committed to serving the state?
1: well well let's let's start with a core characteristic that I have. Uh, that you could say is, 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 is not a great thing. And it actually benefits me. I've got a really bad memory. And so <laughs> lying is a very dangerous endeavor for folks that don't have good memories. So I really am, am much better off just telling people the truth, telling people what I think, you know, working through the issues that are in front of us and then and moving on. And I think that kind of Self-awareness and authenticity is what we need a lot more of in, in, in politics, right? I, I'm, you know, I'm not about like, oh, let's make all these deals and let's do all this other stuff because of my personal proclivities. I'm not doing this for me. If, if I was in it for me, I would not be in public service and, and I would not be uh, making the paycheck that I'm making right now. I'd, I'd be financially much better off. I'm doing this because you know I've I've lived a great life. I've gained a lot from this society, from this system of government, and and, and I want to serve. And 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 that means that I have to focus elsewhere. But I also do it as authentically as I can. I, I just you know you say you you mentioned I don't seem uncomfortable. That's because I'm okay with who I am, words and all. There's several things about me that uh, you know I'm I'm more than willing to accept because I'm a human being. And if I can't give myself that kind of grace, I can't give anybody else that kind of grace. And then all of that vanity and narcissism would get in the way. Uh, now, granted, I might be a little bit vain and I might be a little bit of a narcissist. But at the end of the day, um, I can't be anything other than who I am. And, and I think that's why people think that this is unusual, because you get the same Adrian Fontish when you're, you know, at a backyard barbecue or when you're in a legislative hearing. Or when you're sitting in an executive office uh, making policy, that's 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 I'm just the same guy all the time, or at least I try to be, because being somebody else isn't—it's just not fair. It's not fair to anybody else, and particularly would be unfair to myself. Plus, again, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning. I got a really bad memory, so uh, you know, <laughs> trying to keep track of all of that extra intrigue stuff would just—I'd uh, fall flat. So, so I don't bother.
0: Arizona Secretary of State Adrian Fontes, Adrian, thank you.
1: Thanks so much, Steve. Look forward to talking to you again soon.
0: Thanks again to Adrian Fontes. And thank you for listening to this episode of AZ Politicast. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and share it with everyone you think would be interested. Previous editions featuring Marlene Gallon-Woods, Andre Cherney, and Mesa Mayor John Giles are all available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search for AZ Politicast. If you have topic or guest suggestions, please contact me at azpoliticast at gmail.com. Music for this podcast comes from Epidemic Sound. I'm Steve Goldstein. Thanks again for listening to AZ Politicast.